It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Rusty Quill presents. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 4 Rules and Regulations Part 2 of 3 Written by Casey Wayland The next day, everything was different. Everyone's attitude had changed overnight. Each department had its own fair share of new recruits, and they each handled them on their own. Riley held meetings with her crew discussing what supplies they needed for short and long term, along with establishing a trade and credit system. The motor pool was busy matching keys with vehicles and starting to modify them. Angel was busy writing down everyone's information and getting an accurate count of who was here in the building. It seemed like everything was falling in line, so I headed to the roof for my fix. We need to use the space. You have plenty of room over on that half. It's important that we get this set up. Uh, more important than the plants? It's too cramped up here as it is to add anything else. Hold up. Where's the fire? Michael, these two want to put their stuff up on the roof. We don't have any more space. What stuff? We need to put the generator up here. We're going to have to take it apart to bring it up here, but we need to start right away. And I need to have space for the water reserve. The more space they take up here, the fewer crops we can have. We have a lot of people okay, to feed. Okay, okay, calm down. We're all on the same team here. Datu, put your generator on the balcony of one of the apartments on the top floor. Get it in the elevator and up here before we lose the main power. After you're done, just shut the elevator down. There's no need to take it apart. But what about the rules? You're not going to be hanging out on the balcony, so it'll be fine. Will it fit there? Yeah. We still need to bring it up in pieces and remove the sliding door from the balcony, but I think so. Now for a water tank. How about this? You make the container for the water in an apartment below us and just have a pipe coming from up here down there for when it rains. Well, we wouldn't... Lose as much to evaporation that way. Yeah, it works out in the end for everyone. Thanks, Michael. Come on, Liz. I was trying to tell them there was another way. They wouldn't listen to me. Then you say something and it's gospel. Yeah, sorry about that. Tends to happen. Didn't anyone else want to be a part of your department? Because Kelly volunteered for this position earlier. Nope. It's just me. Well, I'll have to have a talk with her. I'm sure I could find at least one other person to help you out. You said there was a gardener who came here with a big batch. Hmm. Well, they're not here, are they? Look, I'm sorry about what happened. I know you didn't mean to. Yeah? 
We'll see and no one got hurt. No harm, no foul, huh? So, why did you really come up here? Well, I came up here to have a smoke, and then I saw you. So I was an afterthought. Thanks. Look, I said I'm sorry for overreacting. You know, I didn't sleep one bit last night. I just laid awake thinking about what could have happened. We were so close to everything ending. I was in that apartment as we counted each bullet, as it was like like a countdown until we were all dead. Every time Riley shot, my heart ached more and more. We had no idea that you guys were moments away. And everyone looked at me, knowing what I'd done. It's no wonder nobody volunteered to work with me. I wouldn't want to work with me. Well, I know what that's like. A long time ago, I worked at a checkpoint when I was deployed. Day after day, I would check the same people for weapons. There was a local translator who I had gotten to know really well. One day, when I checked him coming in the gate, I wasn't paying attention, and I was giving a quick pat down. Well, he made it by me and started going on his way when another guard saw how poorly I made in my search and decided to check him again. He found a recording device attached to a pace counter. He was going to find out how far our location was from the gate so they could launch mortars on us. Don't move. I don't think I could ever forget how everyone treated me after that. I couldn't much live with myself either, knowing what could have happened to my unit. But after that, I never let a threat go by again. Did that feeling ever go away? The way you felt about yourself? It did. In time. Guilt's a funny thing. It'll come and go. Yeah? In the end, it was better the way it happened. Had it not happened, I might have gotten complacent to the point where something worse might have made its way through. So you're saying it's a good thing this happened? Maybe there is... a bit of it. Oh! My cucumbers ready. Don't sneak up on me there. Surprised to see you out of your apartment. Where are my cucumbers? Bill, I just barely planted these today. It's going to be a long time before they You have them ready for me. Hey. <coughs> are you okay? You said you'd have them ready for me. Something's wrong with him, Michael. I let you up on the roof so you could... Hold up, Bill. Stay right there. Why are you pointing that at me? Sandy... Are my cucumbers ready? Sandy. I think he means me. He's lost it. Oh my god. Is he one of them? Sandy? Sandy? No, it's quicker than that. Run down and get some help. All right. I don't need any help. Bill, hold on! Move that shit off the bed. I don't any help. What's wrong with him? He's covered in sweat. Sandy? Who's Sandy? He started saying Sandy. Come here, Sandy. And I think he thinks I'm Sandy. I think he thinks it's me. He said the same thing on the roof. Now move aside. Oh, he's burning up. I can see that. Now help me get his shirt off. Nothing. Get his pants off. Uh, Oh, you do it. Ah! Someone please do it while I hold him down. I'll do it. Ow! We have some dried blood here. 
Left bent leg. And cut him off. Come on, baby. Don't do this. He's out again. Oh, man. It's a bad gash. Got infected. Must be days old. Shit. Riley, do you have any antibiotics in your shop? I have someone already bringing them up. All right. Is he going to be okay? Don't know. Who knows how long he was like this. What do you have left in your medic bag, Saul? Saline bag or two? You want me to hook him up? Yeah, do it. We'll get the pills down him. Is that going to help? It's the only thing I can think of. None of us are doctors or medics. We'll just do the best we can. Okay, he's hooked up. All right, strap him in place, just in case. That's it. Just pills and an IV. That's all we can do for now. I got some more wet towels for him. Thanks, Liz. Here's the pills. Look at that. I mean, his... His cut isn't even that bad. How could he have gotten like this? Infection. Even a small one can kill you. (coughs) I'll keep an eye on him. You guys don't have to stay. If his condition changes, let me know. I'll be downstairs in the war room. You know, the place where we all met last night. Sure. It's you. What are you doing here? Take a look. I found enough wire to run three more cameras around the building and one watching the gate in the motor pool. Oh, nice work, kid. That's outside right now? Yeah, should be. Uh, looks like we have some rain coming. Is everything all right? Yeah, he's tired. Is it all right if I keep working? I need to run lines to the guard room down the hall. Yeah, go right ahead. Give me that book over there, will you? This? Yeah, thanks. What are you writing? I've been documenting what we've done so far and what's happened. Like a journal? Or a log. It's important to write everything down, otherwise you might forget it. As I sat there writing the events of the day, several ideas came to me. Hey, Michael. Yes, what is it? Here, I found this. It's what we brought in armor. Thought you should have it. This is a silenced pistol. Aren't these illegal? Only if you get caught. Why are you giving this to me? Is this some sort of Call piece? Call what you like, Buck Sergeant. I thought you might find it handy if we ever find one or two wandering close to camp. You know, keep the attention down. Yeah. All right. Didn't want to intrude, huh? Let's get back to your thing. Michael? Yes? I heard from someone else that the zombies have a sixth sense and know where you are at all times. Is that true? No. Well, I doubt it. And don't call them zombies. Well, what should we call them? I don't know. Just not that. Several ideas came to me. Since I was in charge of intel, I should really start asking around what people might have experienced. What about the monsters? The monsters? Sounds weird. Start asking around what people might have experienced or witnessed when everything happened. There might be a clue or some piece of the puzzle that might help us figure out a better way of killing these things. For every one bullet we have, there could be a hundred of them. There must be another way. The creatures? That's kind of original. This kid's starting to get on my nerves. Look, why do they have to have a name? Is that really necessary? 
Sorry, I was just trying to help. What do you call them in your book? It, it's a log and, well, I don't know. Look, call them whatever you want. I'm busy here. There must be another way. From now on, I should require everyone to write their own log of what they experienced as well. Tommy, when did you first see one of those things? The creatures? Yeah, zombies, whatever, those things. Well, it's hard to remember exactly. It happened so fast. I remember sitting at my aunt's house, watching TV when we heard a scream outside. We looked and saw one of them chasing someone down the street. Then we saw a few more coming from the other way. So there was nothing on the news yet about the riot? No. What time did it happen? Around 10, I guess. Where do you live? Well, it was my aunt's house, but it's in Gardena. Does that matter? Yeah, it does. You see, every detail surrounding what happened when everything fell apart is important. Here, take a look. This is where your aunt lives, here. And this is where the riots were reported here. If we know when you encountered them, we might be able to figure out how fast it spreads and from what direction, too. So it goes in one direction? I'm confused. Well, think of it as a pond ripple. If it started somewhere, say here, then it would spread in all directions from that one spot. If we find out when other people were attacked, we might be able to figure out where all this happened. Really? Well, maybe. I just thought of it. I might be wrong. Okay, well, I'm done here. Do you want me to go write down everything that happened so far? Yeah, it's a good idea. Better yet, go tell everyone to do that and to turn them into me tomorrow. Can you do that? Yes, sir. Uh, call me Sergeant. Or Michael. I'm not an officer. I work for a living. You what? Never mind. Just do what you're gonna do. Got it. For the first time since we got here, I felt hopeful that there was some way to end this. If it started somewhere, then maybe that place had the key to ending it. Join us again Monday for the next episode of We're Alive. And now, a word from our sponsors. Starring Jim Gleason, Shane Salk, Nate Gies, Melissa Elliott, Claire Doden, Jay Oligario, Blair Byhauer, Scott Marvin, Tammy Klein, Nico Marvin, and Manly Woods. I'm Michael Swan. We're Alive was created and produced by Shane Salk and K.C. Whalen, Grayson Stone. For a complete list of crew, please visit www.zombiepodcast.com. This has been a Modern Myth production. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Fred Van Vliet, NBA point guard of the Toronto Raptors. And I'm Derek Folk, CEO of Folk Williams Financial Management. We're the host of Bet On Yourself, an ACAST original podcast dedicated to helping people take the next step in the business world. 
In each episode, we'll invite a BIPOC entrepreneur to the table and help them level up their business, covering everything from marketing to scaling to financing. Bet on Yourself drops every Wednesday starting November 3rd. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in to Hear What's Said by Derek and Fred. And I promise I won't forget it. A-Cast, A-Cast, A-Cast recommends. Buongiorno. I am Claudio, and I am very interested in what makes audio drama work. I want to share with you my recipe for a perfect evening. An evening for two lovers. Lovers of audio drama. When I plan an audio drama, I want to make sure that everything is perfect for us. The soundscape is the most important thing to set the mood for the night. When I lay in a special ambiance or sound effect, It is very important because it can express what I feel so perfectly. A sound effect can speak for the story when words just cannot capture the love I feel. Love I feel for you. When it is dark, I turn on the sound effects. I turn up the soundscape. And the voices can then dance in a perfect state of bliss where there is no world except the one we make with our love. No time except what is needed for our story to play out. A story that we will make come true. This audio drama public service announcement was brought to you by The Amigos. 